Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart Podcast. Each week, we interview the best and brightest in physical therapy, wellness, and entrepreneurship. We give you cutting-edge information you need to live your best life, healthy, wealthy, and smart. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personalized medical advice. And now, here's your host, Dr. Karen Litzy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, we are continuing our talk on advocacy for the profession of physical therapy. So a couple of weeks ago, there was the Federal Advocacy Forum in Washington, D.C., and myself and host Dr. Jenna Cantor, newly minted physical therapist from Columbia University, did several interviews with uh, people attending the Federal Advocacy Forum. If you've never attended, I highly, highly suggest you do. It's a great way to network. You meet some amazing people in the profession who are dedicated to making a change. And you also learn about what the APTA is doing and fighting for your profession. And you also learn how to speak to your congresspeople, how to speak to the men and women who represent you in our federal government. So it was a great experience. If you haven't done it, I highly suggest you do so. In this episode, Dr. Jenna Cantor interviews Doreen Frank. Doreen was our team leader for New York State. She is a 1981 graduate of SUNY Upstate Medical Center, where she earned a Bachelor of Science degree in physical therapy. Prior to establishing Columbia Physical Therapy PC in 1987 with her husband, Bob, she worked in Brooklyn, San Francisco, and Seattle. She is a member of the APTA with memberships in the sections on private practice, orthopedics, women's health, and sports. Doreen chaired the New York Physical Therapy Association's Legislative Committee from 1992 to 2003 and is a past recipient of the APTA's State Legislative Leadership Award and the New York Chapter's Outstanding Service to Chapter Award. She was also the recipient, and I should say namesake, of the Doreen Frank Legislative Leadership Award, an award given to those who serve the New York Chapter of the APTA. She remains a consultant to the Legislative Committee. In 1986, she became certified by the Neurodevelopmental Treatment Association for the Treatment of Adult Hemiplegia, and she also earned certification in the Eisenhagen Work System Functional Capacity Evaluations Work Conditioning, Functional Job Analysis, and Pre-Work Screening. So Doreen was a great help and leader to everyone in New York State, and in this episode, she and Jenna talk about the driving factors for advocating for the profession, her extensive involvement in advocacy throughout her career, her experience overcoming discouragement and learning from her mistakes, and advice to inspire young therapists and therapists of any age to join the advocacy effort. So a huge thanks to Jenna and Doreen for this great interview. Hello, this is Jenna Cantor. I am here at the Federal Advocacy Forum in 2018 with Doreen Frank, who is the Federal Affairs Liaison for New York, which she actually has a big history in working legislatively for the PT profession, which is absolutely incredible. So it is a huge honor to be interviewing you for Healthy, Wealthy, and Smart. So thank you. I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, are you kidding? You're like the first name that popped in my head when I was coming to this conference. I was like, oh, yep, got to talk to Doreen. All right, so our topic is just going to be learning more about you and then just getting inspired by you. How does that sound? That sounds good because (laughs) I have to tell you, Jenna, I'm very inspired by you and all of the students that have been here today. You also came last year to the Federal Affairs Forum. When you were in the midst of finals, you couldn't stay the second day, but you came all this way from New York to participate in the... um, 
gathering of information. So even though you didn't get to visit on the Hill, you came back the next year. And I'm very, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very um, inspired by you and the other students. 77 students, I think they said. There oh, that's incredible. That's <clears> incredible. <throat> that's, that's definitely us making a mark, which is really. And, and I think that's how I became inspired. My faculty at SUNY Upstate Medical University was very involved in the NYPTA and the APTA. And they instilled in us that it should be a commitment, your whole profession, lifelong, to be an active member of the APTA and your state association. Um, so just like everybody else, I had great mentors before me. Yeah, mentors really make a difference. Mm -hmm. All right, let's let's dive right in because I'm excited for everyone who is listening or who's watching a little video clip right now to just learn more about this powerful woman. So when, first, when did you start advocating for the profession and why? What drove you in? Okay, so uh, we graduated, my husband and I graduated upstate in Syracuse in 1981, and I worked a year in Brooklyn, and in Brooklyn, I joined a group of dynamic physical therapists that molded how I was going to be. Kathy Anastasio, who was the reimbursement chair in New York for years, and who people still email. Uh, and Mike Mattia was hired at the same time as me, and he is now the New York chapter president. That is cool. <laughs> and so it, uh, all across the way, wherever I went, I met people who were dynamic and, and took the sacrifice to give back to our patients and profession. So from there, I went to California, and in California, I had no money. I was a new grad after one year of working in Brooklyn. I still had no money, uh, but I knew if I volunteered with the Golden Gate District of California chapter, I would get to go to continuing ed for free. So I did that on the continuing ed committee. Well, California had a little bit more advanced changes than New York. Five years later, we moved back to New York, and I lived just east of the capital. So I'm near Albany, and when I sought the Eastern District, my district for NYPTA, Another therapist who was very involved invited me to the leadership workshop. So the leadership workshop is given for free for anybody who wants to learn about how NYPTA works. So I get there and they say, where do you live? I'm in Albany. Oh, great. You could be on the legislative committee. So I became the legislative liaison. And that serves the district. We have 10 liaisons in New York State. And so I became the liaison. And maybe, so I was 87, maybe 90, I became the chair of the committee. And I remained the chair of the Legislative Committee. At that time, it was actually called Public Laws and Regulations, and they've changed over the years. It became Legislative Committee. Now it's evolved again to the Public Policy Committee. So I just learned from the people before me. I had such great presidents of the NYPTA, and our mission then was to obtain direct access. So as a private practitioner, I thought this could help me build our little business and a, certainly lifting that barrier for patients was what I wanted to do. So oh, yeah. it became a passion. Everybody in New York tried. It took 25 years. So we couldn't get cynical. We couldn't get up, give up. And it happened in 1996. We were the 42nd state, I think. Wow. <laughs> and you were part of it. You were a big part of it. You know, you know, uh, that feeling of being consistent and getting to know all of your people, that made a difference. And I loved it because... I got to meet therapists from all across the state. I got to inspire students. I got to be inspired by everybody. And the connections were great. I'll get a call from somebody in Stony Brook saying uh, they're going to go to school at SUNY Albany and they have ACL reconstruction. 
how far are you from the school or can you find somebody for them? Same thing, if I have somebody that's gonna to go to school at Stony Brook, I know who to call because of my contacts from the legislative network. That's So that's I got powerful. as much out of it as NYPTA got out of me. Wow, that's, that's so powerful. Well, this is great. I, I was wondering for anybody who might be feeling discouraged at some point with advocating for the profession, would you mind giving maybe some sort of story of something negative that might have happened to you where you kind of felt that discouragement and how you overcame that? I think the worst I ever felt was when we were um, meeting continuously with the athletic trainers because they were trying to get a practice act written and it was very controversial. We were trying to compromise. Um, the Senate Higher Education Committee Chair was very much in favor of the athletic trainers and was very uh, confrontational to the physical therapists that we were not coming to the table to compromise. And what the bill ended up to be had some compromise legislation in it, but many of our members were very unhappy. Mm. And we, 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 the lobbyists were very professional with us. They tried to explain things, but the general membership often doesn't know what's happening behind the scenes. And so we took a lot of hits for how the athletic trainer bill came out. Now they're trying to change it again. They're trying to get licensure instead of certification, and they're trying to expand their scope of practice in a way that would be very dangerous. And so we're back at that table, and we've been able to stop the bill two or three years now. So that lesson was also that, okay, get over it, learn from your lessons, move on, and see what you can do to improve things. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing with people and legislation is you can't give up. You have to keep nurturing the member, the, the, the legislator that you're educating. You need to be sure that you get people around you to help because you can't do it by yourself. You've got to get lots of patience calling and writing letters, you've got to get colleagues, you've got to get faculty and students, everybody if they work as a team, you get the results faster. Uh, and I think that's where people were surprised I hung around so long because sometimes it took a long time. There's a lot of professions out there that want to encroach upon physical therapy. So that's why we pay a lobbyist and that's why we continue to have a strong committee because every day something might come across a senator or an assembly member or a congressman or a U.S. senator's desk that will impact our patients or our profession. So we need to be very vigilant. Yeah, so w what keeps you motivated? Do you do a little, you know, breathing sometimes? Or is it, do you have a mentor yourself that, that you speak to? What, what, is, what are some tools that you use that makes you go, Mm, like really push forward with, with a gusto to continue fighting? Well, now with the Federal Affairs Forum, uh, I think both the APTA and the private practice section, of which I'm a member, both are so organized. They communicate every month or even more than once a month. So I think that they've kept me driven because I know that they are so um, well-oiled. They know uh, people on the Hill in Washington and then statewide too. We know all of the leaders. We used to be considered not so much, we weren't ever invited to the adult table. Now we don't, we're not at the kids table. We're, we're an active part. So I think that keeps me motivated is that we really have so much respect both on the state legislative level and the federal level. I mean people want to hear from physical therapists and they truly consider our opinion. So I think that's what keeps me motivated. And the mentors 
all of the people that were speakers today. I mean, they're, they're witty, they're educated. I love Matt, Mike Matlack, I love Alpha. I mean, all of these people, and they, they are a team. So I like to be on that team. That, that makes perfect sense. Well, last question, and this is for anybody listening. Why, what are words that you give to other people to try to convince them or bring in the discussion on why they should advocate for the profession. So this is for physical therapists and physical therapy assistants. Why? Democracy is not a spectator sport. You have to participate. You have to be the ones to make and advocate change. You can't sit by and complain about something if you're not going to participate in finding the solution. And the way to the solution is getting more and more people aware of what's going on to help break down the barriers to physical therapy, whether it's high co-pays or silly rules about direct access or um, the utilization management uh, or a vision rehab therapist who has no education having language in a practice act that sounds just like physical therapy. <laughs> so you have, to, you have to give back in order to make the profession continue to thrive and to help your patients. Yeah. I could not have said it better. Thank you so much. Right, it, it's my pleasure. I love being in your presence. So this is just such a joy well, to the, just be interviewing right now. So thank you. Mutual. I told my husband I cannot believe how much the students do. I don't think we did that very much in 1977 to 81. So I think that we have a good group of people coming up. Oh. And I'm confident our profession will continue to improve. Oh, that means so much coming from you. So thank you. Thanks for thank having you. me, Jenna. <laughs> All right. Yay! Thank you for listening and please subscribe to the podcast at podcast.healthywealthysmart.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media.